Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Where we last left off, you guys had managed to bring the ship to a safe, if not somewhat bumping landing into the Lucidian Sea, drifted for a bit as you tried to assess damage and figure out what to do next. You found yourself on a very familiar shoreline as it had seems that you had inadvertently landed on the beach of the fae-like creature that can take on the shape of an island and look like one, which proved to be its ability to trap ships. However, after investigating it, there were a couple things that you guys noticed. One, the, the overall appearance and health of the island seemed suspect. The discovery of some kind of void or object that was keeping the item in an almost like stasis vortex like whirlpool pulling from it energy into the void about halfway in that vortex you came across a very small halfling child who was unconscious getting her aboard ship you guys found yourself, uh, yourselves making an effort to do final repairs where you were pushing through the evening, working in an exhausted state. A very curious Asborn at one point came across an interesting box. It said, in case of emergencies, push this button. And as we know, Without fire up on deck with her passive perception, he pushed the button, <laughs> which then began a conversion from a ship into a submersible craft of some sort. You guys then studied it, um, did some research on it, discovered ways to make it function, how to navigate with it, and managed to make it through the third day and evening into the fourth day of the morning where all of you took a long rest, recovered, and continued on your journey to Port Zoon. With that, Fire and Sam turned their attention to the halfling girl down below that you guys had recovered from the vortex and 
began to try to bring her back to consciousness after a whole evening of unsuccessful tries and, and unsuccessful attempts finally a dispel magic effect seemed to have worked she woke she was afraid at first but um with fire speaking halfling fire and sam managed to calm her and she then told her story her story of her kidnapping her story of being taken by a familiar individual that sam you definitely had recognized as a quick reminder that individual was shulaman uh, the personal bodyguard captain although to call him a bodyguard or to call the Zahafe's bodyguards anything other than a secret organization that pretends to be bodyguards, which is common knowledge for you, Sam. You know, they're kind of a bit of a brute squad that kind of enforces the Zahafe's will. You know of him. And that kind of took you aback. And then fire. She went on to describe how she was taken and abducted from the island of Vikay, and just before she passed out into unconsciousness at the tail end of her story she described an island completely and utterly destroyed flame and smoke before she finally slipped into unconsciousness aboard the ship so that's where we last left off sam and fire you are down below questioning the halfling girl everybody else is all about the ship up in the helm working on plans for docking into port zoon we will say for tonight's purposes asmon will spend all of his free time uh, working on repairing the ship doing the odd jobs and that's where we last left off what do you guys want to do has it been eight hours yet had been what? Eight hours since I went to sleep. Yes. I would say you're... F yes. Okay, then I'm going to wake up. Okay. Kind of groggily tweak my neck, try and... Ugh, stretch. Ugh, what the hell happened? Well, you're down below in your room. I thought he was sleeping on top oh, of Tobias. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was sleeping up there with Tobias. Tobias, you're awake as well. Um, you guys have had your long rest. Uh, it's early morning, um, which is why Sam and Mara had gone downstairs. Uh, or Sam and Fire had gone downstairs. Mara and Asborn, the two of you are currently at the helm. Uh, Sigurd is now waking up from the cuddle puddle pile next to Tobias, which inadvertently wakes up Tobias as well. So yes, everybody at this point has had a long rest. So make sure your sheets are updated appropriately. Um, we're still submerged, correct? Or did Cor we figure out how to... Correct. You are still submerged, but right. you guys did spend the previous day as part of your efforts, learning and understanding not only how to control the ship, but you did find out from both Asborn and um, was it and Sam? I found, I found the the light or the 
I found the glass piece that we can look and see. Yeah, yeah that's the navigation piece. But who was it that went? And I know it was Asborn and someone else who went to go check on the box that originally converted the ship. Oh, I did. And there was yeah. a bunch of levers and stuff that we couldn't figure out. Correct. So you guys are aware that possibly that box somehow can convert it between the two vessel types. Um, but you're just not sure how that part works. You definitely have begun to learn and and comprehend what it takes to steer, navigate, um, raise up, raise down the the vessel that the the current shape that it's in now. It's underwater vessel shape. Um, so that part you know. Um, you're right. about maybe you know you're you're less than a day away from Port Zoon at this point you do realize that you either have to hurry up and get there before it's nightfall because you cannot dock at night. The harbor master um, will not dock ships in the evening. You will have to anchor outside of town and wait for your turn to come in in the morning. Um, or you could attempt to dock the morning of the sixth day. And I believe, um, Fire, you did get in touch with Captain Alabaster and he is currently in port waiting for you. Did he share with you where to meet him? Um, I don't think we'd roleplayed that yet. Okay. We mentioned that we wanted to do it, but I don't believe we'd roleplayed that yet. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. I think the message got cut off. Yes. Yes, there was some communication issues that you were having with Captain Alabaster. Arn was counting his words for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain Tobias, are you okay here at the helm? You can just call me Tobias. That's all right. All right. Yeah, I'm um, good. Uh, Sigurd, can I show you something up on top? Uh, Sure. The right, two wanna, of you head up on deck. I'm going to show him the levers and stuff and see if he can make heads or tails of it. Uh, Sigurd, give me an investigation check, please. That is, that is a six. A six. You are looking at the most incredible metal box with gears and wires attached to it. The most incredible. The that looks nice. Uh, what's it do? Yeah, I wasn't sure. Was hoping you could figure it out. Why? Why would you think I would? I don't know. You <laughs> are kind of good at boat stuff. I don't know. Yeah, good at normal boat stuff. Oh, normal boat stuff. Not okay, well, this kind of boat stuff. Well, what do you suggest? Who, who who do you think could figure this out? Uh, literally no one. Okay. Of, of our current available people, no one. So do you want to just start, like, pulling levers and see what happens? Okay, let's not do that. Yeah, let's not. I think you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing you guys. Not here. Not here. Didn't <laughs> yeah, you and, uh, yeah. so Sigurd and Mar oh, are hovering God. over, and you start talking about possibly pulling levers, and then a third head pops in between the two of you and goes, maybe we shouldn't do that. And it's Asborn. He kind of followed you guys up here. I'm going to push his head back down as I, uh... Hey, hey, stop, stop that! Hey. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to look for any inscriptions on the box instead of just pulling... So since I've got the three of you collectively doing your Three Stooges routine here, trying to figure out this thing, I'll say the one freebie you realize is that 
it would be best to practice whatever you're about to do when you're not underwater. I'll give you that much of a hint. So how do we get not underwater? Is that what we're trying to do? Well, no, you know how to do that part because the two air release levers that oh, control the okay, air okay. ballast, that part you guys know. It's whether or not how to manipulate this box once you're on the surface. You know, is there an order to it? Do you just press the button again? Do you pull levers? It's just without... Because the box doesn't look like the way it looked for Asborn when he hit it. When he did it, it was a simple two-foot-long, one-foot-wide metallic box with only the visible button. And when you guys came back up, it had receded down in where the two masts have settled. And it's now open. There's no real distinguishable button. The, the, the receding button from before is there. But there's other levers and pulleys here as well that uh, that may have been inside the box. So it just looks no, like it's it slightly it just looks slightly different from a standpoint of how to undo what's been done. Right. Uh, I guess we can wait on this then. All so, right. I'm gonna go head back up to Tobias and make sure um, he knows we need to get there by before nightfall. Okay, uh, Tobias, give me a survival check, please. Yes, sir. Survival. Come on. I don't know. Uh, so, 19? So, you and Mara take a few minutes to uh, peruse and look at the navigational charts. You uh, bring over the giant uh, myopic window that allows you to see out through the submersible surface. You do some readings. You get the feeling that based on the propulsion system that you've become familiar with, if you run it at about three quarters speed for the next six hours, that will get you to a safe point near point Zoom where you guys could possibly revert back to your normal selves because, you know, no one's ever seen something like this, so docking this in Port Zoon may cause a commotion, but I leave that up to you guys. Um, but that'll running at 75% speed will get you to where you need to be when you guys need to make that decision. And that'll take about six hours. And it's early morning right now. Okay, cool. I will, I will put the... Oh, well, I'm, I'm, am I the only one in the... In the room right now? It's you and it's you and Mara are, are at the oh, helm. Oh, Mara. Okay. All right. Uh, first mate, uh, take us to three quarter speed for six hours. And you watch as Mara <laughs> moves the throttle. All of you begin to feel the gradual acceleration of the vessel. So Sam and Fire, what are you two doing? As you guys are downstairs with the halfling girl. Um, getting to the tail end of her story, you begin to feel the vessel pick up speed, but not in an unsafe way. It feels like it's just moving faster. And you said she passed out again? No, no, she's still awake. I was referring to her tail. Her, oh, okay. The end of her tail. Okay. Um, Fire, can you ask her if she's well enough to stand and walk and everything, if she could come with us? Are you well enough to stand and walk, and can you come with us? 
and you repeat that in Halfling. The the language is very confusing to you, Sam, as she utters it. Um, the little girl kind of looks for, up from her empty plate of food and her empty drinking vessel, looks at you, looks at Sam, and kind of just nods her head, like very timidly, like a like a small child would. I'm gonna look at Sam and ask, "Is is that wise? We don't really know." what she was doing down there that's the thing though i don't want her out of my sight i wouldn't i would be more comfortable talking to everybody else i mean she can't she can't understand me can you understand what i'm saying right now little child she person? you just see this little tiny halfling girl um who barely comes above your knee she's like looking up at you her big brown eyes going wide and she kind of shuffles and kind of like grabs on to Fire's little tail and starts petting it. Yeah, she doesn't know what I'm saying. So I would say it would be safer for us to bring her with us. We don't know what buttons she's going to press. Yeah. I don't think there are any buttons in this room. But the room might... Well, we already have enough people pressing buttons around here. That's very true. <laughs> and we don't know what the room will try and give her if she thinks about something. Um, yeah. your, your passive perception is pretty high enough for me, Fire. You realize that she's not that much, she's not any, that, she's not really taller than Tobias. She's a little mm -hmm. bit, got a little bit more meat on her bones than Tobias has. He's a little bit more light, but she mm -hmm. might actually fit on your shoulder saddle. I was actually thinking about picking her up and putting her up there. Okay. Um, uh, give me a persuasion check. Persuasion has no bonuses. 14. Okay. She eyes you a little suspiciously, but you kind of mimic and show her through her language how to do it. And then for a briefest moment, you think you see like a little smile crack on her face and she hoists herself up onto her shoulder. You kind of give her a little, um, a, a, a hand assist with your, with your claw and like set her up there. She kind of nestles. It's a little heavier than you're used to, but after a few minutes, it kind of settles in and uh, you and like, Sam kind of stare at her, and she's like, like sitting in the in the saddle, like innocent smile or or whatnot or was oh that definitely like childlike devious, yes no not 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 like a level maniacal. yeah not like a CR twenty demon that's kind of pulled the wool over your eyes not one of those okay all right well that's good to know okay because she's not being right? yeah she's not being deceptive at all so the two of you have her in tow what do you like to do. Um, I'd say let's go up to the to the uh, deck and not the deck to the where everyone is, I guess. That'd be the second mm -hmm. deck now where the helm yeah. is the new so deck. Where the helm yeah. Is. Yes. Correct. So you guys head up that so, way. Um yeah. Asborn and Sigurd, what are you doing? All and Asman, all you can I mean I mean Asborn and Sigurd, you were left up over by where that box is because Mara had turned and to go talk to Tobias, but every now and then you hear from the very front of a ship, uh, from the front of the ship, you can hear Asmon like cursing. He'll hammer, and then you'll hear him go, "Ah, fuck my thumb!" And he'll like, he's all he's doing is just working on repairs and cursing up a storm. What are you two doing? I'm gonna knock my head a bit and kind of get my thoughts straight as I remember. Oh yeah. I was supposed to be doing something. What were you supposed to be doing? I was supposed to be talking to someone. 
and he's just I'm just gonna start thinking a lot. Okay. Asborn, what are you doing? I'm just gonna at this point, since I don't know what to do with the box, I'm just gonna help my bugger with the repairs. Okay, fair enough. Um give me a um just give me a straight and uh wisdom check as a base so that in case I need you to make any assists or anything like that while you guys are doing damage repair. Okay, a 15. Okay, that'll work. Uh, Mar and Tobias, you guys are at the helm as you watch um, Sam and Fire come up from below. There is a new person on Fire's shoulder in your saddle, Tobias. Uh, the small halfling child appears to be awake. Um, she's still like munching on a, a, a piece of bread that she was eating earlier that she hadn't quite finished. The four of you are now standing within where the helm is. Mara, I'm assuming you're handling the helm and um, or Tobias, you're at the helm and Mara, you're managing the, the throttle speed and everything. What do you guys want to do? So What are the heck? What, what's, what's that thing in my saddle? It's you're, called a child, Tobias. You're you're letting her like put her grubby hands all over my saddle. Don't worry, I'll clean it for you. Uh, okay. The all point right. is, the point no, is, no, she's no, no, awake. No, 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 it's, it's okay. <laughs> I see, I see how it is. All right, all right, Mara, let's get to work here. Well, I'm gonna look so, at some. Uh, uh, I'm gonna look at the navigational charts. Okay. At least it's not your tail mm -hmm. she was playing with. You twitch it and you kind of feel it kind of like move and kind of like batter in the back of the head. Now the, 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 the small halfling child is like playing with your tail as you kind of like keep her preoccupied. Yeah. <clears throat> Go so, ahead, Mara. Sorry. I just asked if, if you learned anything from the child. We did, actually. Um, so... The people that I work for that sent me to, to find, you know, the, the thing that you're all looking for, this animal that's been attacking the coast, um, I'm afraid that something's gone wrong. So she mentioned that she was kidnapped and that her village that she got left behind in, or that she got kidnapped from was, was burned and it just, it sounded a lot like the people that I'm supposed to be working for, which makes me uncomfortable. Doesn't sound like great people to work for. No, I, I know. But they've kind of had me working with your captain as well. Huh. What, uh, what, what, what were they going to do with her? I, I don't know. She, I mean, she's a little kid. I don't think she really knows what they you fired. Yeah. We got some little kids. We're not putting No. We got some little kids in your bag, remember? I know. We're not putting her in the bag. No, I know, but uh, maybe that, uh, maybe those kids, they're getting another batch together. I don't know. It seems weird. Just saying. I'm just, Whoever put I'm those just kids in the bag was trying to put another one in. No, because these this bag was in the bottom of that vault. 
with whatever it, there's a scroll in there and I, I don't know but you know I mean I had a awful, dream about it and the this guy, is more of the little kids I've run into in my adventuring career than right now <laughs> I, I know like six or eight of them are dead but this one's alive the kids in the bag are human children though not halfling children how well do you know your captain? Alabaster? Yeah. Just met him. Just met him? I've, I've been with him for like three or four months. And have you... Have you gotten There's any like shady vibes from him? No. Nah, that guy's a good guy. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. Hmm. I don't know, just we, we gotta be cautious when we head into port zoom man i tell you what are we going to do you're the most untrusting person i've ever met and it's kept me alive tobias i'm wondering what are we going to do with this child we obviously can't take her with us we've been in danger way too many times no so Heading into Port Zoon, um, my mother is there. I'm sure she would watch after her until we can find okay. a permanent solution. I mean, does your mother speak halfling? Um, nope. <laughs> that might not be yeah. best. Is there, yeah. like, a halfling orphanage that we could find? I don't... <laughs> I'm sure we can try and find something when we get there. I'm not that familiar with Port Zoon. Okay. I just, I think that we need to find her someplace safe. Um, Mara, your mother is in Port Zoon, right? Yeah. Um, give me a history check. Okay. Ooh, got good history. And a crappy roll. Seven. Seven. You're not sure what the name is? Maybe if you get to Port Zoon and asked around? You do know that there is a rather smallish village within maybe half a day's ride uh, east of Port Zoon, uh, off the main roadways, uh, of a farming community that's predominantly halflings. been there myself but i'm pretty sure there's a halfling village not far out of port zoom sweet problem solved i don't know should we trust them Tobias, i think we can handle if it's like uh, okay um how far are we to port zoom now um, just you're be a few hours out. Uh, yeah, we're six hours. Uh, we're five hours out now. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. The child doesn't know why she was left on the island creature thing. No, she did mention someone that I know. She was kidnapped, and she doesn't really know all that much. It was. Confusing so, for her. Wait, wait a minute. Someone that you know, someone that you know kidnapped her. Apparently, the she the way she described him, yeah. What kind of friends do you have? I didn't say friend. I said someone that I know. 
Ah, okay. Well, who is it? He's part of this uh, bodyguard group for the Zahafe. Were they head cheese over there? Yeah. Uh-oh. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we shouldn't trust everybody, right? He said cheese. I was fine? waiting. I was waiting for a little cheese meta there. <laughs> yeah. I said it on purpose just to get your goat, pal. No, I want a goat. <laughs> so, right, so just to go clarifying, ahead. clarifying out of game because I'm kind of confused. The huge island that was not an island it's like an, a beast was that what was attacking the coast because that's what or is that what everyone you from your perspective and from what you know and what you were told to do you're making that inference on your own um okay uh, because obviously releasing scourge happened happened after the fact um, yeah so you don't believe that yeah you don't believe that that's def that's unrelated at this point um, they've described this creature to you a couple different times as a very diminutive, small, fey-like creature that someone has stole, brought it into this physical world, and this is what it's become. And this, from all the information you've gathered every, all, and all the inferences you're making, this probably best describes what information you were given about an unknown creature attacking you know small coastal villages dragging ships down to the depths uh, and, and being destroyed it, it it fits it it definitely sounds like this is the creature okay so it, so it i mean sounds like the same person who's hired you and it i don't know the other issue is, is that she was i mean they're they're attacking their home villages and leaving them you know decimated I have to report back to the Zahafe when I get back into town, into port. Are you going to report back to the guy who steals children? I have to keep up appearances. Maybe we be careful about what we put in that report? That, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get our story straight. Yeah, it, maybe it sounds like they're looking for this creature not for the best motives. And I would I'll say... Really like, found the creature. Maybe they're the ones who stole it and it got away from them. And I would say for you, Mara, because you're familiar with Port Zoom, you know that um, the Zahafe Uladan usually resides in Nicodranus, um, sometimes staying at his vacation house in Port Damali. Um, but the uh, Marquis Alamaz Hadou is the... Is the head of the gil or the head of the government of Port Zoon. He does have an affiliation with Zahafe. Um, he's allowed to run Port Zoon the way he sees fit, but being part of the Clovis Concord's, you know, uh, uh, alliance and a member of the Clovis Concord, he would be someone that would have access to Zahafi Ulodun as well. Can you say the name one more time? Marquis Alamez. He is the Marquis Alamades, A-L-A-M-A-D-S. 
Hadou, H-A-D-D-O-U. Bless you. <laughs> and he is a, and you're a little familiar with him. You know that he has a paid militia. He has a small military force that is designed to keep Port Zoon safe and under control. Um, the military force is often referred to as the Zalezo. And the Zalezo is a group of captains, sergeants, and guards who, through the use of subsidized militia groups, essentially keep Port Zoon under, not necessarily lock and key, but under order. I mean, one of the nice things about Port Zoon that, that's always attracted you to it and why your family resides there, it is a heavy commerce town and a heavy craftsman town. It's a port that's quite large. It's population of almost 20,000 people, predominantly human. This There is a a rather large, you know, representation of halflings and then a smattering of other races. Um, the primary deity that Hadou supports and fosters within Port Zoon is the Temple to Moradan, which is the mercantile pantheon. Uh, it's, it's a place where people will often pilgrimage to, to learn a craft. There's plenty of taverns. There's uh, plenty. And for you, you you do know that one particular um, tavern that comes to mind is the Missing Finger Tavern. And this is a very popular tavern near the main dock area that it's it's often the first stop that a lot of people will go to when they first get into Port Zoon. It's that place you can decompress, have an ale, um, relax, and then decide, you know, where in Port Zoon you're either going to stay, go. And Port Zoon, being a heavy commerce area, has just about everything it can offer. Um, not only potentially a ship in need of a crew, <laughs> but supplies and material and, and other things as well. Technically, well, technically for the rest of you, with the exception of um, Sam, for the most part, you get the feeling that maybe, um, you know, the contract might be filled. Alabaster may owe you guys some money at this point as you know you found the creature and you know where it is you believe it's not a threat anymore it's quite possible that maybe persuading Captain Alabaster to pay a portion of what he owes you because you know the location of the creature may be possible and as long as Sam is, or as long as Mara is with you guys while you're in Port Zoon, I'll say most of your directional or location inquiries will benefit from a um, uh, an advantage roll. 
bring something up to you guys since we're not going to be trusting many folks where we're going uh we got a pretty powerful ship here yeah we're not telling anybody that yeah but when we port with it everyone's going to see it and uh you know people that want to maybe control things and you know boss people around on the menagerie coast might you know want it to like use and I'm worried we're gonna get it taken away well they um, they won't know that it used to fly no but it goes under the water have you ever seen anything that goes well, fly on it? yeah we should maybe not be underwater when we arrive at Port Zoom yeah but yeah. look at the we don't want to be thing. under it, it looks funny like I'm gonna look at it and go what is that no more let's we're kidnap and torture people and they're going to say, did you get into a fight with a dragon or something? Because there's fire damage all over it. Yeah, okay. Or what's this thing look like right now as it's under the water? I um, guess we don't really even know. Huh? Yeah, none of you have really taken a look at it from the outside looking in. As this conversation is going on, Sigurd and As I know Asborn, you've been helping your brother. And I'll say that's been going on for about an hour. Sigurd, you've been lost in your own thoughts for an hour. Is there anything you two want to do? Mm, not particularly. Okay. I'm fine for now. Off the boat and you take it into shore. Dingies? Oh, like a dinghy? Yeah, they have an actual name though. Oh yeah, it's um... Yeah, a, a coastal boat, right? Like you take it... It's like a, I want to say I want to say a skiff, but I don't think that's right. Yes. It's not. It's not. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Are there any uh, of those? Run about. I haven't seen one. Maybe we should check the decks down below and see if there's some there. Also, I don't know about you, but we might want to see if there's any armaments on this thing that we could use. Tender. Just, just tender. Like yes. A tender. There you yes. Go. I would not have gotten it. Um, <laughs> I mean, we did see all of the polishes loading things up and exploding things, so I'm sure they do have armaments. We don't know what they are or how they work, but we got something. Five hours to figure it out because I. Is any I of the ammo down there viable? No clue. I would say we should probably convert our ship back then. Just do it now. Might as well. We can go at the same speed, can't we? Well, how long do we uh, have? Do, I, I think uh, we should get a little closer. Yeah. What? Okay. Because yeah. uh, just uh, how long until we're visible to them? Uh, I heard things got smashed and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like our mast wasn't working right. Yeah. And okay. It kind of got, got smashed when it was converted. There was a lot of banging, right? Yeah. Okay. Rough. Well, why don't we divide? And, why don't we divide and conquer then? Um, I will go look for the armaments and for the ammunition. Um, if you guys want to go look for some sort of boat that could take us to shore, right? Okay. okay. The ship. So I'm gonna go down below decks and try and find where all the qualishes put the ammunition. Okay. So for you add to my 
for you, um, uh, Sam, that's going to take you to the third deck. That okay. seems to be where most equipment is stored. Mara, what are you doing? Um, I was going to, so I'll go look for the tenders. I was also going to add to my investigation. I want to try to figure out what is powering the underwater version okay. of the ship. Okay, so that will be a combination of first, second deck, and maybe trying to figure out if there's another chamber that you're unfamiliar near the back of the ship underneath this new helm section. Uh, Fire, what are you going to do? You have the little halfling girl on your shoulder with you. Um, how is she doing? She look okay? She... She's just kind of munching on her little piece of bread and swiping at your tail from occasion and just kind of, you know, that kind of curious childlike look staring around at everything that's going on around her. I want to, I want to cast the tech magic and see if there's still any magic on her. I have tech magic. Okay. Um... Burn it. That that'll cost you to burn a slot. What level do you want to cast it at? Because I think you cast it at fourth level last time. But I let you ritual cast it, so you still should have that. Well, that slot. was that was the dispel magic. Oh, I'm sorry, dispel magic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I You're just right. wanted detect magic to okay. see if I could detect any right magic, back. any residual magic on her. Okay, um, you cast it. Um, Nothing pulses off her. Nothing comes from her. The only thing is a little bit of magic residue from the food and, you know, the food that you created for her, the, the remnants of bread that she's chewing on. That's the only thing that has a bit of magic associated to it. Okay. Just wanted to check. Um, and then I guess I will... We're five hours away from... Zoom? You guys have consumed about an hour's worth of conversation at this point. So yeah, you're about five hours away at this point at this speed. Okay. I... I'm not going to cast the where to meet Captain Alabaster until we get there. So for the sending, we'll, we'll wait. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to go back to my room with the little halfling girl. Okay. And I guess let her play with some of the random stuff that <laughs> the <laughs> room um, provided. Okay. We were when we were about to hit the water. And I'm going to sit down on the bed or sit down on a chair. Okay. And try and meditate. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Tobias, I'm assuming you're going to stay at the helm. Uh, Sigurd, yeah. what are you doing with your time right now? I'm going to also go to the helm. Okay, so you make your way over to the helm um, alongside Tobias. And when you guys watch Sigurd come down from the second deck, uh, or from the first pseudo second deck, uh, coming down the, the stairs into the, the new helms area, you watch him kind of like Sigurd, as you come in the space, you watch as Fire and the Halfling Girl head downstairs. Uh, Sam heads downstairs. Mara seems to head downstairs. All of them kind of mouthing um, different things that they're about to go do. Um, and now you're with Tobias. Asborn, you're going to continue with your brother? 
I'm actually gonna go back to my room. Okay, so you, you guys, you eventually make your way down to your room as well. Once you're in your room, anything you want to work on or do? I'm gonna inspect my shield, the cursed one, and like maintain it. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we'll start with Sam. Um, Sam, give me an investigation check. And that is a 15. Nice. You spend a solid hour scouring the third deck and trying to get an assessment of the equipment and everything that's going on here. And there's some interesting news for you. The remnants of the T-Rex assembly is relatively intact. It's just kind of all over the place. Um, you find... Uh, you find so much equipment that's basically used to keep this ship in a functional state that you guys essentially have a three-month supply of everything you need but food to maintain the ship. Between rope, extra sails, all the accoutrement of like stitching and leather work and everything... Maybe if you had a couple days to get it all organized and put back into place. Um, you also find uh, about 20 intact barrels that contain ammunition for the cannons. Which gives you, depending on, you know, once you make an assessment of the condition of the, you know, the cannons of, of you know, the, the second deck and the third deck... Um, if they're all working, that's probably enough ammunition for each cannon to get five shots off. I don't know what it was. Say that again? Or is it like normal? Is it the weird ammunition? Because remember when I was talking to the quality... Oh, it, yeah, it's the weird ammo. I was ammo. like, I've yeah, never it's seen so, this before. Yeah, so as you lift the lid off the barrel and you're looking in, you see that it's neatly stacked in like a spiral concentric um stacking so all you have to do is reach in grab one of the small shaped conical metal pieces which is immediately already attached to the gelatin wadding that they would cram uh behind the lever action of the guns that they had invented um and you do have a memory of you know 20 on 20 guns total on the second deck 20 guns total on the third deck, right? So 20 broadside, 20 broadside. Um, with that in mind, if every cannon's intact, you have enough of that ammunition, which is the only ammunition that you've seen work on these guns, uh, or on these cannons, uh, for each individual cannon to have five shots. Okay. Um, are there parts and things flying around? Say that again, you cut out. Sorry, um, are there tarps and things lying around? Sure, I mean, like there's... Covers. Yeah, there's plenty of residual uh, uh, items that make up the day-to-day -day function of a ship. Pretty much everything you guys would normally think of as a basic item seems to be here. Okay. Um, can I inspect the cannons that are on this deck? Um, sure. For your second hour, you start to investigate the cannons. Uh, give me an investigation check. Ooh, not as good. 13. 13. As far as you can tell, about half of them are serviceable. Okay. Or is it 
clear which ones are serviceable and which ones aren't? Yes. Okay, so then I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Um, In fact, I'll say part of your investigation, you quickly take a piece of chalk and kind of like mark the ones that are good and the ones that aren't good, you leave unmarked. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. So you're going to go up to the second deck and start examining those cannons as well. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say for your third hour of investigation, give me another investigation check. Um, oh, the rolls just keep getting better. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Um, as far as you can tell on this deck, only about five of the cannons are serviceable. The other 15 have either suffered damage or, you know, look un like they may not work because of the condition they're in. Um, so between the two decks, you have about 15 cannons that are serviceable. Okay, so then I'm just going to mark the ones here, and then I'm going to go back to the helm. Okay, and the other, I will say the other thing of note is on this second deck, this is the common space that's a mix of where the sailors would normally stay um there's at least 40 hammocks on this deck a center common room um and then neatly tucked into the main gantry way of this second deck are the two main masts that have folded down um you realize obviously if you ever undo everything that all goes back up and you know this this whole area becomes like a common quarters for sailors, um, maybe even some basic stock and supply once you were to onboard it. Um, so I'll say between the second and third deck, you've got a pretty good understanding of what's available. Do the masts look damaged at all? Um, hard to tell. Maybe it might be easier when they go back into a normal position. Okay. All right. So, so I'm just going to share with the group what I found. Okay. So Mara, what are you doing with your time again? Um, so I was going to go look for the tenders and also try to figure out um, what was powering the underwater portion of the... So that will take you up onto the main deck for the tenders. So go ahead and give me an investigation check. Okay. 14? 14. You spend about an hour looking around. Um, you can overhear um, Asmon cussing from time to time as he's making continuous repairs to the to the ship um primarily working on the hull at this time he's actually finally gotten to a point where he's um working on the deck itself the main deck where the obsidian engine used to be and he's got this nicely laid out tarpaulin that's keeping the hole closed so in case you ever take on water it might keep it out um you do find um in a series of very long thin crates um, the parts that would make that if you were to assemble them, you'd have access to four tenders and each of those tenders look like they'd hold about six people. What does the assembly look like? Is it like super time consuming? Well, basically, yeah, it's basically a six foot long crate. That's two feet wide. And it just, it, it and the instructions appear to be written in Gnomish, so it's kind of hard to tell. All right, I grab the instructions, and I'll okay. figure that out in a little bit. Okay. Uh, for your second hour, give me an investigation check as you begin to search what might be the propulsion system that's being operative at this point. Okay. 
20, not natural. Okay. You kind of like go down the second deck. You could see where Sigurd and Tobias are at the helm having light conversations about things. Um, you begin to examine the space that they're in. You're looking. You kind of go down a set of stairs. <clears throat> you look back in that direction. You can hear uh, Sam below um, as she's like rummaging around on the third deck. And you're examining the stairwell and you're looking at that. And as you kind of poke your head away, like over the the like the stairs, like around the stairs, and it's right before you get to the third deck, and it's not quite all the way up to the second deck, you look and you see a long, like t almost like a tall, thin door. Uh, imagine like an attic you know how you could pull those down mm -hmm. um this would pull away from the wall you can see this metal handle hanging from a rope and you reach out you begin to pull and it creates this gantry way down in your direction and you're immediately blasted with this like humid like heat you walk across it and you look inside and you see another one of those glass orbs but this one's a lot smaller um it's oof, this is gonna be brutal um give me a perception check i want to see how much of this i can give you because i can already i can already hear the hate building in everybody's anticipation oh, a, 10. <laughs> a 10 so this is what you see you walk across this little mini gantry way that you pull down in front of you takes you off the stairs and into this like small room maybe about four feet directly below this new helm space that comes into existence the room itself is not very big maybe 20 feet in square five feet in height so you got you're hunched over in the very back of the room you can see this red globe it's the same type of glass globe that's free floating at the back of the room the globe seems to be filled with water. It's attached to two cylindrical objects that seem to push out the back side of the room. The globe itself is full of water and there's this red form that's moving about inside the globe. And in Primordial, I'm going to speak. Is there anything in here? You hear an echo in your head. Can't stop. Must keep. Can't stop. And I'll say because you remembered the discussion you had with the, um, was it a water elemental or air elemental? I've already forgotten. Air. air. Yeah, it was air. air. Thank you. I don't know why I forgot that. Um, this seems to be a very small fire elemental that has to seem to use its full ability to keep from getting quenched. Oh, jeez. Yes. What a great engine. <laughs> um, Lovely. I'm going to turn and like run up to the helm. And there's Sigurd and Tobias. You, Sigurd and Tobias you see as Mar comes sprinting up the stairs and is now in the same space that the two of you are in. Tobias, you need to stop. What? You need to stop the ship. Why? 
Stop the ship. Stop the ship. Okay, Brad. I'll stop the ship. You reach over, you pull back on the acceleration level lever back to the numeric value of zero that's on the kind of little slide scale thing and you gradually feel the submersible begin to come to a stop but there's still normal currents that are kind of like taking you forward in the general direction you're already going so you're still moving you're just not moving nearly as fast as you were before okay um, now so why have we stopped to explain about the fire elemental and how we are currently torturing it and i'm going to ask tobias to give me 10 minutes before he does anything and you promise 10 minutes before you touch anything <laughs> i love the awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> okay i apologize i kind of blew it last <laughs> Didn't know that was going to happen. I don't want to blow up underwater, so you can take all the time you want. But just know that there's some kind of storm out there, and I want to get to port. Absolutely. So do I. I'm going to try to get the creature to do whatever it needs to do without hurting it, like we were doing with the air elemental. Awesome. Do okay. you need any help? I'm going to go find the brothers. Okay. Okay. Um, you begin to look for Asborn and Asmon. This will be going on during your second hour. Um, Asborn, you've been focusing on your shield now for the better part of an hour. Um, give me an Arcana check. Okay, let's see. A ten. A ten. The glyphs that surround the very edge and binding of the shield... You kind of focus there for a bit. You begin to realize that they're definitely arcanic writing. Um, you have enough background in some of some arcanic nature that you recognize the lettering is very familiar to a teleportation or maybe even a gateway type spell. You also look at the front of the shield and you look at the back of the shield and the way the shield is evolved and kind of the the size of it doesn't match its weight that's one thing you notice that's very interesting about it the other thing too is as there's still a bit of light coming from sources from outside your room you look at the light source and you realize that the shield is actually absorbing it. And as you notice that, Mara appears in your room. What's up? Wait, so she walks in the room or appears in she the room? She walks in the room. <laughs> Smart ass. Spooky. <laughs> um, I, found, I found the creature powering the underwater vessel. Another one? It's a fire elemental this time. Oh god. Yeah, um, it's under threat of being doused with water unless it creates its power. Um, I want to go try and do what we did last time where you dress up as Qualish and go try to get it to produce its power without hurting it. Alright, I'll be done in a bit then. Right. I kind of describe where the the door was. on the. She staircase. also mentions to you that she managed to get a 10 minute promise from Tobias. Okay. 
So better than before. At so least. Asborn, give me a deception check. Let's see how well. Well, you have a you have a disguise kit usually, don't you? Or well, you have you have the uh, room gave us one that was that's yeah yeah that's right. You have that disguise kit. So go ahead and give me um, deception with advantage. Seventeen. This time you choose a form of qualish that's the primary form, neither the gown or the pirate getup. Um, you, I'll say as a freebie, you you kind of figured that maybe that was confusing to it, and this more traditional form might improve your odds of communicating with it. Okay. So you head over, you walk to the area that she's describing. You see this walkway gantry that's been lowered and goes into this room the first thing you notice is the amount of heat in this room you can see what i described to mara previously this glass um smaller much smaller than the previous one maybe only taking up about a 10 foot area uh, uh, it's pushed up against the back wall two cylindrical pipes attached to it um it's now devoid of water there's no water in there and you just see this flame-like creature just kind of hovering there spinning you can see it's hovering it's little flame-like arms kind of come out it sees you and sees mara and you watch as the fire elemental presses itself up against the glass and seems to be staring at the two of you very curiously you're there can you understand me and i'm speaking in primordial okay Yes, I speak. Are you okay? I speak. Okay. I need you to do something. Uh, when it's when you say do something, it seems to understand that part. It almost like kind of steps back it kind of moves back away from the glass a little bit and then kind of gives you a, a it's it's red and and yellow colorations kind of brighten slightly and then dim and brighten you get to get the feeling that once again the more simple the command the more obvious it begins to understand you so as long as i'm i say do something it does it well it definitely understands do something it, it, it's like the simplistic of the command it seems to get. Ignite. Can you do that? <laughs> you watch it ignite. Um, those of you up above and everywhere else in the ship, you feel it kind of surge slightly forward at a little bit of a faster pace. Okay. This is way easier than last time. <laughs> we do How learn our this? lessons. How about this? No more water if you ignite. It just... I... prison? Water? Bad. No more if ignite. It seems to like just turn into this soft yellow orangish glow. It gets a little bit bigger. Um, it, it You get the feeling that this one clearly understands. You're using much more simple words and tones and it's it, it's confused it doesn't understand why it's not being punished anymore 
but you get the clear feeling that as long as you're able to communicate with it, you could potentially control how fast the ship might be moving. Okay. And right now yeah. it's kind of ignited to a point where you're at about 50% of total speed, which now puts you guys back to about a five hour, six hour window, which would put you behind schedule. Would I tell that just like feeling the ship or would I need to go back up to the helm? Um, give me a survival check. Thirteen. Yeah, you notice it. It's for for your sea legs. Yeah, you definitely understand what that means. Okay. Um, we need a little bit more. Okay. Um, ignite more, more. It goes okay. it, like, and you're now roughly at about eighty percent. So it's okay. current rate of ignition. It's and it, it almost you almost get this like kind of like primordial. Um, relief and happiness kind of like in both your heads like it's relieved and happy to do what it's doing without the water manipulating it um, and I would say as you guys spend your time communicating doing all this the two of you finally begin to realize that Qualish is using living creatures to get the ship to function um, and this particular mechanism is the amount of water that's let in determines how much ignition it needs to put off to con to prevent itself from being quenched and destroyed. Um, this one seems happy to oblige and it understands better right. what's going on. Okay. Um, tell that tell him he is doing a good job, and we'll let him know when he can stop. Okay. Um... You good. We stop later. It seems a little confused, but it kind of, in its ignited state, kind of hovers at the edge of the glass. It almost seems like it wants to stop, but you kind of use your hand motion to keep it in place. And it kind of goes back to its normal coloration and vibrancy. And you seem to have gotten it under control. I'm going to give it a thumbs up and I'm going to turn to Mara and I'm going to be... You, you see, you see a little flame fire elemental thumb kind of return your thumb. Yeah. Do a thumbs up too, um, and then I tell um, Asborn, "Good job," and I'm gonna go run and tell Tobias. Okay. Um, so um, Asborn, unfortunately, now you've got to stay here at this point and help do all this. Um, and Mar, you head up to tell Tobias. Okay, Tobias, you can you can steer and and do all that kind of stuff, but don't do any sort of change to the speed and how do i stop and for you tobias we'll, we'll tell him to stop yeah, yeah and for you tobias you begin to realize you're actually going a little bit faster than you were going before you can feel the front of the of the vessel kind of lifting from time to time as it's cutting through underwater currents um you've probably cut off an additional hour okay yeah Okay, this is working really good. And Sigurd's hey. there, and Sigurd's there with you as you guys are handling all this. Gentlemen, um, well, when we get to Port Zoon, we need to have a serious discussion about this boat. Yeah, let's sell this thing and get a real boat. We let's can probably make a ton of money off this thing. Up. No, this, this is 
sell it to who? Living creatures. Fire, you're not there. Remember, you're still down below. God damn it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> down below. Oh, we're, down below. We're setting the elemental free. He cannot what? live the rest of his... No! We're not torturing a fire elemental to make a boat go. Yeah, we're not. I didn't say to. I just said sell the thing. Right, we're not Somebody letting else's else problem. Go. No. As soon as we get to where we need to go, we are letting him free. Oh, and on the second point, Tobias. Yeah. Uh... What? I'm just gonna kind of put my hand over over the wheel and kind of stop it in place. Okay. I kind of want to steer the boat for a bit. Okay. Why? Because I want to. I feel like I'm. Uh, I where are you gonna steer it to? The part. Where did he go? And for you, Tobias, you begin to realize that as long as he doesn't move it right to left, it's pretty much gonna steer itself. I mean, handling the helm is more about reacting to changes in currents and since you're underwater you're not really dealing with with rough seas and and, and winds so you get to, right it's pretty safe as long as he you know doesn't do anything too dramatic you have an interest in like learning to be a captain uh, not really an interest in uh learning about it oh but, okay uh, i think I could yeah do it. hey knock yourself out so you guys are uh, all now besides me can get us in trouble and i'll say for you up in the helm having this conversation and um and mara and asborn managing the fire elemental uh sam you eventually make your way up to the helm begin to fill in captain tobias uh and sigward on the second and third deck conditions and all the equipment and material fire give me a charisma save please Okay. Yeah. My charisma bonus is plus a million. <laughs> uh, oh, I rolled an 18, so 21. As you sit there and meditate and begin to think about that figure that helped you shake loose that feeling of possession and when you were doing battle with those shadow demons that reassurance kind of creeps over you slightly and with your eyes closed as you look as you open your eyes the small halfling girl is now standing directly in front of you not more than maybe a foot from you it's wearing a cloak it's wearing a very familiar grin on its face its eyes kind of purposefully look at you and you just hear the words in your head and it's not the little girl's words. You just hear the words. Um, you're not actually going to allow my sister's pet to perish out in the middle of the sea, are you? As you have that mental image in front of you of the small halfling child dressed up like that same visage that had intervened for you before your eyes flare open that you thought were already open you're in your room you're sitting in a chair the little halfling girls playing quietly with some of boxes and and rope and other things she reaches over takes a chunk out of her bread and 
The room seems exactly how it was when you came down here, except some time has passed. Um, so, collectively, that you're all up on the deck except for fire, you're still down in the room with the halfling girl. Um, you've made up some time. You are now officially an hour away from Port Zune. You have an hour to decide how you're going to greet the pilot boat that will eventually um, uh, come and meet you within, you know, a mile of the port. Mara, this is something that you're very familiar with. In fact, Mara, give me a insight check really quick, please. Ooh, natural 20. Nice. What's your total? I know, it's my modifier. Insight plus two, so 22. 22. Not knowing for sure what you guys plan on doing yet, the one thing that kind of you remember because you're familiar with this port, you're familiar with the activities, you're like, in your head, you're thinking, we don't have a manifest. Oh, you have no documentation to present to the pilot master when his tugboat shows up. Okay. Or his, um... or his pilot ship. I shouldn't use a modern term like tugboat. The pilot ship that helps guide For you sure. into the port. Yeah. Um... Well, in all the, the hubbub of the elemental, I forgot about this, and I pull out the directions to make the tender. Okay. Anybody speak Gnomish? I think we've done this once before. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe any of us speak Gnomish. I, I think, don't think we do. I think originally Qualish translated it for you up on no. the... Anyone, anyone cast, like, comprehend languages or anything like that? Asborn, oh. is that something your brother can do? Um, let me pull it up, actually. Okay. Keep going while he's sure doing that. Now. Well, I'm just thinking we don't want to bring this ship to the port. I feel like that, Tobias is right, that's a bad idea. Um, if we go in in just a small little tender when the harbor captain comes in and gets us and we don't have our manifest, we can use Captain Alabaster and say, you know... The, the truth, we were stranded on an island, we barely escaped, we're just trying to meet up with our captain. I mean, that's the truth. Sort of. He does not. Would I know how to make a manifest? Um, give me a history check. Yeah, why don't we just uh, make one up? That's a uh, 15. 15. You have a distant memory of creating hundreds of them. Uh, Sigward. Uh, Tobias, you have yet to actually procure, manage, and develop a manifest yet. Most of your knowledge of the sea has been learning how to navigate and potentially do what it takes to be a captain, but you never quite got into the busy work of administration. Okay, no fun. So my first job was the Dark Master's assistant. So theoretically, I would have some manifest oh yeah between well. between your and sigward's knowledge if you wanted to make up something you could probably try to pull it off does anyone even have a forgery kit i don't know if this is a good idea though i do not well, nope what will we need to forge <laughs> there's no real owner for the ship except for the one that's gone so well, that's what I'm saying. You could, you could forge documents that say that the ship belongs to Tobias or whoever. 
Well, it's not really forging if we're just making it up. Well, but are we even claiming this ship? I thought we were trying to hide this ship. Can't we just meet Captain well, Alabaster off the coast? Well, why don't we just go in? We got guns. We're powerful looking. They'll just leave us alone. No. <laughs> Definitely not. That's not how it is. Okay. What if we actually, what if we have Alabaster go and find the harbor master, the, the dock master, and tell him that we're coming? Why don't, we just go in, why don't we just go in underwater and then pop up in the, in the dock? I thought you wanted to hide the ship. That, that's just that's a giant, like, look at me signal if we have the ship, you know, sub, uh, the opposite of submerged. No, it is like submerged. I feel like it's going to be like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna start writing one. Okay. Sigurd, give me stuff. a sleight of hand check. <clears throat> you want help? I can help you. I'd rather have uh, Mara help me. Okay. So, Mara, you watch help. as Sigurd begins to do something that you've seen before. He, The first thing he does is he takes out about five sheets of parchment paper. <clears throat> he produces a small flask of his drink and begins to douse it over the parchment papers and then um do you have press the digitation at all Sigurd? nope okay you kind of like wring out the water you wrinkle up the paper and you begin to make the beginnings of what you want the parchment to kind of look aged and well traveled and kind of like through people's hands um, now give me a sleight of hand check with advantage because Mara's kind of like guiding you as you begin to fill this thing out. Uh, 18. 18? Okay. You do a pretty good job with ink and uh, some wax and the two of you spend about 20 minutes on it and you basically build a series of documents, a manifest, uh, at least two pages of logs you know, describing how you took on um, uh, uh, cargo in Nicodronus, um, set sail, and you, you just do a really good job of doing everything you can remember that this thing looks for. Um, Mar, give me an insight check really quick. Ooh, five. Um, can't beat a sleight of hand. You do find it odd that Sigurd has such a well understanding of how to do this. But it, 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 you know, who knows? Maybe he just, just assume he had the same job I did. Yeah, I mean, He's who knows? Um, so the two of you spend your time doing that. So for everybody else, uh, fire. Do you want to come up? Or are you staying down? What are you doing? Right, no, I'm, I'm kind of like in coming shock. Up, I grab, grab the kid, you know, and okay, we're gonna go upstairs and go back to everybody else, and so as yeah. you may. As you make it upstairs, um, you can see where Sigurd and Mara seem to be working on something on the chart table, uh, filling it out and doing it. So Sam and Mara, as you do this, Mara, you're aware that, that the manifest will have to declare the owner and the company it serves. Who are you guys determining that is? I... I'm going to put down my old details. Okay. You start 
and you put down a reference of a company that's unfamiliar to you, Mara, but you still have the ownership, you know, signature area that needs to be dealt with. I'll sign it too. How do you sign it, Sigurd? I sign it how I would normally sign it. Okay. Say Sigurd. She's looking over your shoulder. What does she see? Uh, she would see a um, just a normal signature with a little uh, happy smile at the end. Okay. So it says Captain Sigurd with a little happy smile at the end. Um, the two of you look at it. You decide to wrinkle it up some more and flatten it out. And um, you find a, a, a leather journal that you kind of put it inside of. So it gives it kind of like an official look. You've got dog-eared marks on it. And you, you guys have done a pretty decent job at this point of putting this together. Um, everybody except fire, give me an insight check, please. Nine. Okay. Six. Okay. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> Nine. Oh my god. <laughs> We're just real preoccupied right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, Fire's now up there with the halfling girl, um, looking at, and Fire, you're watching all this play out as everyone seems to be in a discussion about what, you know, how best to either get to Port Zoon. You overhear them also talking about contacting Captain Alabaster. I want to see if I grab one of those navigational glass thingies. If I like look back behind us, can I see the island? Um, no, you do not see it. Of course, that would have been well over two and a half days ago. I know, but if we can see the stars you know well you can see the stars as if you were on the deck of the ship those are oh, things that, that are very just closer right right it would be as if you were on the deck doing normal like viewscape of the star starlight it's not like it's overly enhanced okay then i don't do that well you could certainly do it and then just realize you don't see the island Okay, then I do that, and I realize I don't see the island. Okay. What are the rest of you guys doing? You are about 40 minutes away from uh, uh, trying to, you know, it, it it's getting dark. It's getting later. I mean, it's eventually going to get dark, and the they're going to shut down the docks. Okay. Um. So I think first things first, we need to get our story straight. I think that when we get on the land, we need to make sure that this little one is not seen. We have to hide her somehow. The halfling? Yeah. I don't trust the guy that hired me. To be honest. And I know that the second I appear in port, he's gonna know. Mm. I'm gonna have to go talk to him. I mean, I'm gonna report that the island, about the island being dead, and that that's most likely what I it was for. I don't think the island is dead. What do you mean? I don't... It was dead. I don't think it's dead yet. Well, the bed didn't work. Right? Well, why didn't you tell us that when we were leaving the island? I just found out. How did you just find out? From who? Well, I don't really know his name. What? 
Tell me there's another smoky bastard on this ship again. No, he's not a smoky bastard. No, okay. Is this your deity again? Yeah. And... I guess... It, he knows the owner of the... The pet. The owner of the pet. The little girl. Wait, the, the little happily girl? No, the little girl that was on the island that gave us the bag to catch the pet that was the island. Okay, where is the little girl? Well, she's on a different island. I thought that island got destroyed. That's what the halfling says. Okay, this complicates things. Okay, so what does yeah. she say then? What are we going to um, do? Well, we may need to go back and still catch that island. How do we catch it? I thought the bag didn't work. We're like 40 minutes away. Okay, okay. <laughs> there might be something preventing it from working. Can we see the bag? Tobias, yeah. The bag? Sure, here. Tobias tosses it over to whoever asked for it. It was Sam. Okay. Um... So, I mean, it just looks like a regular bag. Well, you look at it, you turn it, um, turn it, I mean, this is actually the first time you're seeing it, so give me, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, perception. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a big ol' seven. <laughs> you look at it, it looks like a pretty standard leather bag. Uh, medium in size, you turn it over you do realize that the drawstrings seem to be made of a substance you're not familiar with there is runic writing that kind of covers the bag not that it's anything that you can particularly read um it it looks like a medium-sized leather bag as far as you can tell okay okay so we're already here. I don't think that we can turn around at this point. Yeah, we can. Okay, we can't turn around. We already told Captain Alabaster that we were on our way there. And there's a wow. big-ass um, storm that we can tell him waylaid us. No, we can't, we can't keep using this fire elemental. We have to turn around. We're not hurting. We'd have to turn around and go back through the storm. And as, as, as you say that, you... you kind of hear it come through the water and it echoes off the surface of the submersible yeah we need to stay at port until this storm blows over or we just put the submersible on the bottom of the ocean and wait the storm out uh this thing about the storm uh what now is it... <laughs> yeah, Dini, yeah. uh problem. I don't know about um, waiting it out. What? Okay, clarify. Oh. And, so, and for you, Sigward, as you heard that really super distant thunder make it this deep into the water, you guys aren't really that deep, but you know that tells you the storm's getting closer. As you begin to start this conversation, the little hairs on the back of your neck begin to rise again. So, um, remember that problem that we had back on that uh, island? 
with the mm-hmm. we got all the cursed treasures and uh, there's that big storm there. Yep. Well, yes. it, well, it's kind of like that, but with with the, the thing that caused the storm actually inside of the storm. And, uh, what's um, that? Uh. So like an air elemental? It's not an air elemental, no. No, it's um. Because we do have one that might be pissed at us. What I am going it? to shake you. It's what? uh. It may or may not be a giant. Uh. On the water. Yes. How long have you known this? Uh, how long? Ha- like what? <laughs> um... So we're being chased by a giant. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. We got a god in the ship that's a halfling. We got a storm with a giant inside of it chasing us. We got a half-dead pet we have to go back and get. We're trying to get to Port Zune. And you know what? Thanks for keeping all these secrets. Now sure, we're going to have a crashed ship. Crashed airship was for you. Anyone else have another secret? Any, any more secrets we need to know about? Uh, yeah, let's get them all out in the open there. No. Demand anything of me, Rat. Not after you put me to. <laughs> hey, at least I, I tell the truth. I'm just chilling in the boiler okay. room. You guys have fun. Um, so what kind of giant is this that we're being chased by? It's it's a very long story. Okay. We got is time. he chasing is he chasing you? Don't have time. And by, is he and chasing you particularly? M- most likely, yes. I say vote we throw him overboard. Okay, okay, let's see <laughs> the water you go. We're not doing that. There's a dog in my room. Okay, I'm gonna get some things out of the way first. I'm gonna take off my right-handed glove. I'm gonna show them all my hand. I'm like the... You describe it, you're doing the work. I show my, like, kind of gray skin tone. Like, just kind of pure gray skin tone. So, you see this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've been dead for a couple hundred years, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. Uh-huh. And yeah, for you, Mara, Mara, for you, as yeah. you hear oh, this, suddenly the light bulb goes off in your head. The ease and the familiarity of which he forged those documents was just too coincidental. Mm-hmm. I um, used to sail the seas uh, quite a long time ago, and um, that giant was basically my first mate, in a, in a sense. How, your friends. How did your first mate... If he was a did giant, how did he fit on a ship? I had a very you big betrayed, ship. You betrayed him, you didn't you? I did not betray him. We, we died together. Okay. Did you kill him? No, I did not kill him. Were you responsible for his death? death? I did not cause his death. Well, then why does he... I don't... The whole reason that we're both undead to begin with is something that he knew about. He knew about it more than me. It's an undead giant? We're both undead. It's it's very... Yes, but you're not a giant. Or were you? Um, No, I was not a giant. Sam, give me a quick... uh, Sam and Fire, give me a quick religion check. Uh, 16. Okay. Fire? 
Well, good news, I have advantage on all undead things. Beat <laughs> <laughs> uh, his ass. <laughs> I don't know if turn undead will help. What'd you get, Fire? Maybe it'll kill Sigward. Twelve. Twelve? Um, <laughs> Sam, during your time with the Luxodons, you did hear mention of a particular unique... And this is during your druid training when you were first getting started into the understanding of different existences, different states, different the difference between, you know, fiends and, you know, just the basic study of nature and what it means for all these different things to exist. During one of those training sessions, those educational kind of lectures that you got from one of the prime Luxodons, you remember that they mentioned... A, a, an existence of individuals called hallowed ones creatures that aren't quite living aren't quite dead but may possess the understanding of multiple lifespans um, they tend to be either cursed through something that they never intended but they they exist there's not many of them and they're not inherently malicious and often it's the nature and essence of the curse that is forced on them not so much as accepted does that make sense mm -hmm. okay okay and you're, so you're cursed huh yes that's how he explained it to me so okay. what does it want i i have no idea what he wants well then why are you running from him why wouldn't you just talk to him because i saw his face he didn't look quite uh happy well how long has he been chasing you uh, since that storm showed up so i'm with mara on this one you should talk to him you want me to talk to a to a storm uh he yeah. can't kill you any deader than you are any he can kill us well, we can we can put him in one of these boats and I, push him off. I'd rather we just keep going. No, wait. If he can, no, I'm running. I'll run him. Space. Yes, we can. Now, wait a minute. We, if it chases us to the port, people could get hurt. Yeah, we don't want it taking. Wait, was that sarcastic? <laughs> Captain Elmer. Yes, it was. <sighs> you know, we don't want to hurt a fire elemental. What about people? Yeah, we don't want to hurt people, Tobias. We also so... don't want to hurt them. Yeah, we can't let it go to this port. We have to turn around. I think we should talk to it. Or you should talk to it. Okay, Figure gonna, out your problems. Be, be honest with it. I'm going to run down to Asborn and have him stop the fire elemental. Oh, no, okay. don't, don't have him stop it. I'll just turn the boat around. I didn't ask any. I just left. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I guess I am stopping the boat. I'll turn okay. the boat around. Stop. No, it, it comes to a stop. You feel the acceleration kind of stop and it's just sitting there you know floating with the currents every now and then you guys feel it roll a little bit heavier than before probably um, the effects of the probably gonna want to come upstairs there's been a development mm, i love developments i am on the way <laughs> hey, hey mara help me uh help me uh, uh raise the ship up to the surface yeah no problem okay so the two of you do the sleight of hand trick Asborn, you come up, 
And within a couple minutes, you begin to feel the the tilt back and forth. You hear the, the air blowing out from underneath the ship. And all of you feel that kind of like shudder of the vessel as it begins to rise. And then suddenly you're now slightly rocking in the current. As we don't have to change it. We can just stay the submersible so we don't drown. Yeah, it's... Well, you aren't really sure no, how to... I'm yeah. telling the group. Okay. That's <laughs> like yeah. bobbing, right? Yeah. Yeah, almost like a top, just kind of bobbing in the surf. Okay. All right. Oh, and because that's now changing all your perspectives. So for all the lighted rings, everybody give me perception check really quick. Okay. Is this about the uh, the storm guy? Are you perceiving the storm guy? Oh, shit. Five. I'll let I you know. Looking. 15. 27. 21. 19. So collectively as a group, with the exception of Asborn, who's like literally like, why? What's going on, guys? Um, <laughs> you know, the rest of you notice that the rings kind of all flare, including the larger center ring. And they flare because you're, it's still light outside, but now that you're floating the way you are, it's kind of like when you were back at the island two and a half days ago. Um, you can see the horizon to the right and the left. You can see the horizon directly in front of you. Um, the horizon to your right is basically boiling storm clouds. And I will say you guys, you get the feeling that it's going to hit landfall sometime this evening or possibly in the morning. To your left, you realize you're less than, you know, a mile away from the coast, from the Menagerie coast. You can see semi-circled and anchored uh, in lots of different areas, ships of all variety. Um, you can see um, the port is just overflowing with ships in its dock. You can you see- guys, we have to- You can see very small vessels moving to and fro um, Mara, give me a quick uh, insight check. Hey, Sydney, what's your friend's name? Yorm. I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can oh, do? <laughs> <laughs> I am keeping that. I am keeping that in the podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I look at my bottle and I look at it funny and I put it back in my own bag. <laughs> So what? So what'd you get, Mara? Five. Five. You're not sure what's going on, but the port is way busier than you've ever seen it in your life. That's weird. <clears throat> we have got to lead the storm away from port if we have a, a, like any chance of doing it. We have to. We have to do it because we can't let that storm hit the. The shore. It'll do the same thing to Port Zoon that it did to that island. That's why I said well, let's head toward the storm. But we can go we sideways. Have... We don't have to go into the storm. Why we not? We try to talk to him first, and maybe we don't have to lead anyone anywhere. Calm, calm him down, maybe. Well, I, I can try. He's, he's in the storm, right? Don't we have to wait for the storm to get here for him to talk to him? What if I turned into a giant eagle and flew him up to the storm? 
I do have Dimension Door. That would be sick. You have that Dimension Door, which is a lot better. Or I'll just fly I'm up just there and... Uh, well. um, while they're doing that, Fire, do you want to send a message to Captain Alabaster and see if he can start clearing out the port? Just in case? Well, they know the storm is coming. But do they know the storm is actually a giant that's undead and out for vengeance? No. Well, they're probably all making a port to get out of the storm. Never said the giant was out for vengeance. No one ever inclined it. I mean, we're just assuming <laughs> at this point. You said that he had an angry face. Angry usually means revenge. It's always it, it could just mean that he's like sick and tired of chasing him down. Oh. Black. Exactly why I said we should just send him on a boat directly there. Tell Yarm I said hi. And they quit chasing us. We got work to do. Well, how do we get closer? How are we going to get closer, people? Oh, it's a giant eagle idea. And now that you guys are above, like half above the water and half below the water, um, the the you begin to hear the waves kind of splash up against the edge. In the very far distance on occasion, you hear that. Dad, you're cutting out. Yeah, you're cutting out. The, uh... Where do you are? There you are. Okay, you're good. So, like, in the far distance, you can... You know, the waves are getting a little bit more rocky. The You're hearing, like, maybe every 15 minutes as you're having this conversation, you hear... <laughs> kind of just way off in the distance does it sound like footsteps or more just thunder and lightning sounds like thunder okay footsteps <laughs> you know giant footsteps in the yeah, ocean. yeah yeah that yeah, would, that would be that would, that would be like titan plop, inside plop, but yes <laughs> the fear the fear is understood <laughs> let's start Let's start going then. Okay, if you guys are gonna go out, do we want to cast water breathing so that you know, if you do get knocked into the ocean, you don't drown? Can I do that? And wait, are, what are, what idea are we going with? There was so I much. Like the I like the eagle one. All right, eagle I, into, I, if you need to escape, I will dimension door. I feel like okay. the, the eagle is susceptible to lightning. Um, so, Sam, how long can you hold that form? Um, let me look. Oh, by the way, you probably shouldn't wear metal armor in a giant storm with lightning. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, off my armor. Cause you're for talking- For three hours. For three hours. Before reverting, before reverting back to normal form. Right now, based on Tobias's best guess, that storm is anywhere from 12 to 18 hours away. Oh, well then, no, I thought it was like on that on. idea. No, we're, we're just, we got away from it, I told you. So it's we have to go back. Let's go sideways and lead it away from Port. land. Yeah. Okay. That's fine, yeah. So what's well, your get plan? Out some paddles. Get out some paddles if we can't use the fire elemental. Start going, boys. We can use the fire elemental. We just need to tell it to move, rather right. than torturing it to move. And right, we'll tell it to move. 
I'll, right, I'll go shit. down. Okay, we'll Asborn, you're still in your... Too. By the way, the entire time you guys have been having this conversation with Asborn, <laughs> he looks like Qualish. <laughs> a very tall Qualish. <laughs> you go downstairs. Um, you use your simple command routine. This time, you get about 20% um, um, level of thrust. And uh, Tobias, you begin to feel the ship respond. And it begins to move forward at a slow speed. Let's submerge together the waves and everything, make it a smoother sail. You guys go back to the handles. You do the maneuver with the two handles, and you get it down to about 100 feet under the water. Okay. And we'll just make toward the storm. You turn towards the direction of the storm? Yeah. Okay. So you guys pivot in that direction. Um, at the speed you're going, you should get there in about six to eight hours. Because it's obviously coming towards you and you're going towards it. Um, sometime late in the evening, you'll probably meet up with it. What do you guys want to do at this time before you get there? I'm going to focus on the storm. Okay. Well, I guess now we have to tell Captain Alabaster we're not coming in tonight. Again. Did he know we were coming in tonight? How many days did he say we were going to take? Well, I mean, if you make it into port tomorrow that's the fifth day and he's expected to leave with the rest of the um you know fleet that's heading to dark toe because you guys Wait, haven't mentioned you guys haven't mentioned to him that you found the creature or at least you don't know if he's acknowledged that i mean the last bit of information you've had is that the fleet that was gathering in dark or gathering in port zoon was going to make its way out in search of the creature again and the rumors were that it was at Darktoe. Um, and with that, Fire, give me a quick insight check as you start to remember that. Fifteen? As you begin to realize the timing and you think about that last conversation, it's quite possible that they've misidentified Scourge and maybe that's who's at Darktoe. Or in the waters of Darktoe. Uh, I'll, I'll mention that. Okay. Oh my goodness. If it's not, it's, oh my goodness. I just oh goodness. thought about it. If it's not the island that was attacking Darktoe, what if it's Scourge, the Hydra? I'll be thinking about that. One crisis at a time. <laughs> but they're about to go and fight an so I think, Hydra. So I think oh, what we need to do that is... Awesome. What'd you say, Mara? We couldn't hear you. So maybe they could kill it? Or maybe they could all die. Cleaning up a mess that we made. They might be able to, but I don't know... We may or may not have made that mess. You don't. You know, know. when people die, it's okay. Uh, no, but when but when elementals die, it's not yeah, okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's my priority. That's my priority. Yeah. It's it's the it's the puppy dog syndrome, right? It's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the baby overboard to save the puppy. Elements. What can I say? No, we're not talking about throwing the baby overboard. We're talking about the undead. Paladin. And as you guys, you know, you turn the ship. <laughs> 
and, you know, the ship's turning, you're making way, you're having this conversation, trying to figure out what this plan is. Um, you all watch as the little halfling girl is like staring and only you could understand her um, fire. She's pointing at one of the small window like features um, mm -hmm. and she's pointing back in the direction of point zoom and she's like home home we going home now and that's what you hear her saying because she was obviously on your shoulder looking out this window before you guys submerged and yeah you know for you you get the feeling that she's she wants to go home and port zoom seems to be something she recognized when you guys were above the service previously Guys, she lives in Port Zoon, it looks like. She's saying. Uh, okay. Give her, a, give her a cookie. Okay. Tell her it's going to be a while. No, what if, okay, what if we go back to the surface, we quickly build one of those tenders, and a couple of us take her to Port Zoon, while the rest of you bring um, Sigurd to his, his buddy, the giant. How? far does this dimension door take you? Uh, 500 Not feet. Far. Yeah. Could we get 100 feet to, like, close close enough the dimension door could take you to the surface and then take her there and then dimension door back? 500 feet is less than a mile. And okay, how, it's how quite how a while away. We were, we, from we were we were about we a mile. About a mile. Okay. We started okay. moving. What, what if again, because I didn't get to turn into a giant eagle yet, what if I did? <laughs> and just carry <laughs> just, just suggesting um, so I carry fire and because fire can speak little halfling's language. I carry both of them to the shore, wherever the place is, drop her off and then carry fire back. Is there a porthole on the top of the submersible I, that we so can we're leaving? We can stick together. Alone. Well, I mean, uh, for you guys, for, to make that plan work, you know, you'd have to do Dimension Door a couple times, uh, or figure out how to revert back to a ship. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that have to go right with parts of these plans. Um, can we not get off of the ship when it's a submersible? Right. Is that's what I was asking? Is there a porthole on the not top? The, not you guys remember seeing. I mean, this thing is completely encased Let's go. in the covering, the shell covering. We already made a decision. Just the kid can just, you know, cool her heels. Well, hey, we saved her. Um, fire, give me, a, give me, give me a fire. Give me a quick uh, religion check. Sorry, guys. I keep leaning away from 16. my microphone. Um, in your mind, you begin to realize that whoever this traveler is, it is part of your past. Um, you don't think there is a direct connection to the child. You think maybe the child was being used as a vision vessel for you. But you are aware that certain people make better vessels than others almost like they have a natural gift 
to channel conversations with gods their you know religious text the bit that you can remember sometimes referred to as visions um you know lots of different references but you're beginning to see a kind of weird connection between this little girl and that island and you're like you we just... made her yeah you don't know if there's a connection specifically but there's something about her that obviously whoever took her used her for something and the fact that that vision channeled through her makes you wonder and this is your inner monologue speaking to yourself so if you want to share it it's up to you yeah i'll, I'll say well guys we might we might need her later for the for figuring out the island okay so we might not be able to take her home yet we can't take her home anyway because i ain't gonna do it no we can't well we already made her then we already made our plan we're gonna stick to it i'll work on keeping her safe okay so you guys have about four hours until you get to the storm area that you feel you want to kick off a plan do you want to finalize anything before this happens I want to cast is it augury so anything happened while I've been focusing on storm by the way uh give me a religion check yeah I want to ritual cast it it's a 17 you sit there for a moment listening to this conversation go on you kind of feel like you've said your piece you focus in on that last day that you remember the it, it, part of the cursed effect on you is whenever you think about your death you have to relive that moment almost in a like like a waking dream reoccurrence and it's at that point you're there's almost like a disconnect you don't see anybody else around you anymore you're now back on the deck of your old war galley the orc pirate ships that are forming and coming your direction you watch yourself watch yourself look over and there you are conversing with Yorm you seem to be having a heated discussion it's almost like you can remember it word for word for word the crew frantically um, uh, rigging the catapults and the ballista um, and even that part of it's like creepy for you I mean pre gunpowder pre cannon how long it's been since you've been on your old war vessel your ship turns in the direction of the fleet of 40, 50, 60 orc pirate vessels that are getting closer and closer. You realize that at this point, there's even a storm that's beginning to roll in. And then you open your eyes, remembering the one part you just don't feel like reliving right now. You force yourself out of the vision and you're back to listening to people, your shipmates, your crewmates, 
Some may even be your friends. You haven't figured that out yet. Conversing, trying to come up with a plan, wondering what to do. So, you guys have about three hours left. Is there any final preparations you want to do? Well, I did want to cast Augury. Ritual cast it, though. Okay. Um, mark off 25 gold of something that you have in your possession. Lots of gold. If you have gold, that's good, too. So, what do you guys want to do? What's the final plan that you're trying to come up with? I'm going to change out of my Qualish outfit and get my shield. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have to make this back into a ship for you guys to get out of it, I think. Well, unless we can find a hatch, why don't you... Have we even looked for a hatch? For all I of you... Have, I mean, for all of you collectively investigating the, the first, second, and third level decks... Most of your rolls were de decent enough. If there would have been a hatch, you would have found it by now. Okay. Someone's going to have to take a look at that contraption then that turns us back into a ship so we can surface, turn back into a ship, uh, let you change into a bird, him to hop on your back, and you guys to take off. I have no expertise with this box, so I don't know who wants to take over that. I'll, I'll go take a look at it. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much the only one, with the exception of Fire, um, that hasn't really looked at it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll um, take a look you kind of leave everybody at the helm. You, you, you kind of like go up to the main deck. Then you go down into the center depression area where the box is now unfolded. Um, give me an investigation check. And I'll say with advantage because of the number of times other people have tried. Okay. So 18. Okay. You are still not sure what most of the symbols mean, but there's a numeric, like there's like a numeration pattern that you pick up on. You begin to realize that the first two levers could be the masts. The okay. third lever could be, um, well, recon that the first level the first lever, you get the idea that it might reduce the encasing back into the hull. The next, second and third lever maybe could be the main masts that rise back up. The fourth lever seems to reseal all the areas that are no longer in like the submerged space. And that sixth lever, you're not entirely sure what it does, but... All of these levers lead to where the physical portions of, of the main button are pushed down. So maybe pulling these in a sequence will cause that button to reset and then put you back into a normal state. Okay. Then we will travel like this until we 30 minutes away and then I'll... Okay. So, uh, Asborn, you retrieve your shield. Fire, you cast Augury. Yep. Um, everybody's off doing their own thing. Only Mars at the helm. Um, Tobias seems to be fixated on going over the idea of reverting um, this ship back to its normal state. 
Asborn has come back up to the second deck and he seems very intent on steadying his shield. Sigurd's just lost in thought. It's very difficult to understand what he's either thinking or doing. He just seems very lost in thought. Um, Sam, you're going over the plan again and again in your head. Mara, you're kind of doing the same thing as you steer the ship and time is passing. Time is passing. None of you hear the sticks get cast onto the ground. Um, tell me how you want to think about what you're hoping the sticks will tell you or the feeling that you're trying to get from this augury spell, this understanding of a possible future or ill omen that you're trying to predict here. The conversation, our plan to go and talk to the to this storm giant. Okay. Um, after casting the sticks, you sit there for about a minute thinking about that in your head. There's almost like a bit of a laughter and then that empty feeling you get in your stomach when you feel like something bad is going to happen and you read those two omens you read that omen in your thoughts and the way you understand it's almost like a combination of wheel and woe there's something about what you're about to do may be good but there's a potential for bad as well Time passes. Everything's ready. You double check Tobias one last time with Mara. You realize where the storm is, where you are navigationally. You're about within 30 minutes. And for the two of you checking the 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 rings, this is a storm unlike a storm you've ever seen. The closest memory of it the two of you have is it's very similar to the storm you remember back on um uh Bawadi. uh you know just before it crashed into the island tore into the fleet um and created almost like a hurricane-like nightmare that you guys had to kind of survive and make it through back to the beach um and it's closer it's dark there's great streaks of lightning flourishing out of the main body of the cumulus like anvil head rising up out of the water you can even see a bit of a uh, of a almost like a swirl to the great mass that is the storm uh but other than that you don't see anything else it's just you you're, you're within 30 minutes of it at this point okay uh mara let's raise this thing up to the surface all right let's do it all right all the right. two of you go you take a few seconds to manipulate the levers all of you are now on the second deck as you feel it. <laughs> it's at this point. Uh, Mara, give me a athletics check, please. You feel a massive wave just crash into the side of the surface vessel. You hang on to the edge of the wheel. Um, it, you feel like it's listing 10, 15, 20, 25 degrees 
as the wheel begins to slip. All of you are now sliding sideways. Um, Sigurd, you're the closest one. Give me an athletics check, please. Sigurd, are you there? Yes, I'm here. That's a 12. 12. You lunge towards the wheel and you lose your footing at the last minute and you kind of slip away. Um, I will say, Asborn, you could be the only other one that could help her as well. Everybody else is kind okay. of prepping and getting ready once you surface. I'll try also. Okay. Uh, let's see. 27. Nice. You quickly watch, you watch as Sigurd kind of falls off to the side away from the listing. You kind of match it and you move. At the last minute, you put one arm underneath Mara and help her back onto the helm. And then the two of you push and push and the listing ceases and the vessel like settles back. And it's like, it's almost like porpoising in the waves at this point, the front like rises five feet and it rises. All you can hear is continuous thunder. The lightning is so bright that it's almost like, it's, it's opaque visibility through the night sky, through the massive windows. What are you guys doing? I go down to the lower deck to the levers and I start swimming them. Okay, is anybody going with Tobias on this? Staying at the helm, trying to keep it straight. Okay, so you're at the helm. Um, Tobias. To yeah. Make it go up and down, right? No, Tobias, that, you guys are on the surface. He's gone to the oh. box to revert it back to a ship. Don't revert it back to a ship. We'll drown. You're above. We just went up. You're above the water. Well, I know, but it's so choppy. It could tip us over. Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll be okay. Not the first, <laughs> not the first storm we've been in. So, Sam, what are you doing to get ready? Do you guys want me to cast uh, water breathing? Because that might be a good idea. Yeah, sounds okay. good. Concentration. Um. Let's see. Uh, it does not say that it's concentration because it's uh, 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I just cast it and then you guys can breathe. You guys watch as quickly Sam pulls out the short piece of straw, does something with it in front of her mouth, and all of you feel that magical kind of settle into you uh, as all of you now have the ability to breathe underwater. Cool. Anybody else want to do anything before Tobias does his thing? Tying the halfling to me. Okay. She's in your <laughs> saddle and you put yeah. some extra lashing down. Anybody else? Everybody hold on. Okay. Tobias, which lever are you Get pulling? Which one are you pulling first? I am going to pull lever one. You reach out and you pull the lever. The button slightly raises. A, a, a mass of water comes in about an inch of it, you know, flushes onto the deck. Give me a quick deck save just to make sure you stay where you are. I don't like this. Seven, deck save. So, uh, so it's going to be 16. You're good. You managed to keep your footing. You don't, you know, you don't move. You're good. Um, okay. You begin to 
you know, you, and then you lock that first lever in place. You're you're soaking wet though, because it's it's now pouring. Because now that the encasement is going back, takes a few seconds. You watch it disappear into the sides of the hull, and you hear like a locking sound. And as you hear that locking sound, <laughs> you hear like a clunky like shifting sound underneath your feet. All of you can hear it. And for the first time, you even being on that second deck where all of you are, you're near the helm. Mara, you feel that the helm shift up and out, back up onto the main deck. All of you are now in the storm on the main deck, surrounding the helm, looking at this landscape of water and waves and storm and lightning and thunder. Um, okay, Tobias, what do you want to do next? I will um, raise, I will pull lever number two. Okay. You, sh you guys watch as the front portion of the planking exposes itself and the front mass begins to ride, uh, rise up. The tattered remains of the rigging still there. Some of the sails look intact, um, but they definitely took some damage from when they were lowered before. It comes up painfully slow the wind hits it briefly it rocks and then it comes up and locks into place all right now i do the second mast which is button number three i'm sorry lever number three you pull it and the you notice the button is rising with each you know continuation of this the third one you pull it locks into place you look behind you as the rear mast begins to form up and come up its rigging actually looks like it fared better better than the front rigging. Um, the wind catches it briefly. Mara, give me an athletics check, please. Anybody want to help her? Do we need I'll run up there and help her. Okay, Five. so uh, you get advantage because you're being helped. Okay, good. <laughs> Roll better than a five. Um, 10. 11. Yeah, DC was a 10. Yeah, the DC was a 10. You managed to, the the gust of wind caught it, and you, you realize it's probably dangerous doing this in a storm because of the wind. But now that this second mast has come up and locked itself in place, it, the wind is able to now kind of like circulate and move around it without catching it in that weird angle as it comes up. So three levers are pulled. The um, <clears throat> button is now halfway back up. All right, I'll pull, pull number four. Pull, you pull the fourth level lever. As you pull it, you hear almost like a compression noise, like a great buoyancy is added to the ship. Suddenly the rocking eases, and you get the feeling this is a re, uh, like a recalibration of the ballast. This has given oh. you, you know, that ability to balance the ship more efficiently because it is a large ship. It's double-masted. It's, you know, main deck with four additional decks, including a fifth ballast level deck that's controlled through an, you know, an air system. Um, and that, you know, refills and kind of balances everything out. The ship is still reacting to the current and the waves, but not nearly as bad. All right. Well, pulling the lever number five. Pull the fifth lever. As you pull it, you hear a series of clicking noises run from the front all the way back to the rear of the ship. All of you can hear it. It's just this 
piano like <coughs> excuse me this piano like clicking noise almost as if the ship is resealing itself um, after this effect all right and then i put lever number six you pull the last one you watch as the section that you're in begins to rise back up to the main deck you watch as the box reforms back to its two foot length one foot wide self the small clasp forms the button is now back in its original state and it closes and everything seems okay all right and with that you guys watch as the ship steadies itself the rigging is kind of like flapping in the wind Sigurd, give me a charisma save, please. Okay. As a natural 20 plus 7, 27. 27. Um, you would have taken 82 points of psychic damage. Cut that to half because you saved. My language. <laughs> so you take 41 points of psychic damage as the full force of Yorm's psychic presence washes over you. He is so elated with your appearance. All of you on deck of the ship stare at this huge, massive formation of a cloud. And in the very edge of the turn of the cloud, you just see this huge monstrosity of a face. It's, it's not even measurable. It just takes up the whole expanse of the horizon. And you watch as its eyes blink, showing lightning and storm-like effects shooting from its eyes. Its mouth opens, and this tornado-like wind comes in your direction, sounding like almost like a laugh, uh, just kind of buffeting over your senses. And that's where we're going to finish tonight, folks. Oh. Thank you for joining us this session for the telling of this, our tale of the Menagerie Coast. Join us next week as the story continues.